Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestoninzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Alrighty, folks, what an episode we have planned for this week. There are some incredible podcasts out there. There are some incredible thought leaders, authors, experts, trainers that are sharing some insane content that can help you be the very best sales professionals you can be. But what I love about this particular episode, we're talking to the highest performing sales pro in his company and someone who is literally on the front line putting together multi-million dollar deals. And we're going to talk about the sales process that he uses, but more, we're going to actually talk about the mindset in which he takes to market. And yes, you hear me say this time and time again, mindset first, skill second, right? It's all about the mindset. If you've got the will, you can develop the skill. But fundamentally, what I love about this particular episode is this is someone that's not preaching it. This is someone that's doing it. An absolute practitioner. He's getting out there and he's achieving incredible results. I've had the pleasure of coaching this guy for a while and I've learned a ton from from the coaching with him. But what I absolutely love is his incredible focus on the mindset. This episode is brought to you by Vidyard, Vidyard, the online video tool for sales professionals. Vidyard makes it easy for sales teams to turn text-based emails into personal video messages and will help you engage with your prospects and create an incredible buying experience for them, which will ultimately help you reach your pipeline and revenue goals. So do yourself a favor, get to vidyard.com, sign up and start using video in your sales process. So take some time to really engage in this, listen to what he's got to say Maybe go back, listen to it again, because I know I have a couple of times, um, because again, his, his message is just so powerful and it's so simple. It's he's not doing something that's just outrageously different than all of us. He's just executing, holding himself accountable and trying the very best to be the best he can be. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thanks, Luigi. Thanks you so much for having me. Man, I'm pretty excited, mate. I know we've spoken a few times about coming on the podcast. And uh, I've had the, the pleasure of working with you for a number of months um, you know, from a prospecting and sales perspective. So thanks for, for coming on and being a guest. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Uh, new experience for me. I'm looking forward for it. That's great. Fantastic, man. So mate, before we dive into you know, the rhythm that you execute to achieve high-performing sales outcomes, would love to learn a little bit more about you and how you started in the world of sales. Uh, okay, so that's that's a, that's that's funny because I mean I'm thinking bad when I was a young kid and trying to get my first you know a bit of pocket money stuff like that and I would I would you know deliver uh, uh, the newspaper on the Sunday. It wasn't the, the full week thing. It was kind of a so I got got into it. I'll say almost by accident, and I'll dare say I wasn't good at it at all. So it's really funny that now I'm really. I'll say enjoying it, and uh, that, that's been great. So actually, I think I've always been in sales. I, of course, now I'm in IT, but I started my career in banking, and it was really more selling, I'll say, loans and stuff like that. And it, it, and all, for me, it was always trying to help my customers. That's always been kind of my approach to sale. 
And I guess that's what took me where I'm in today. Yeah, fantastic. And tell us a bit about your role and what, and what you do now. So actually, I work for a, you know IT company at Fresh, where we are we specialize in a special platform to help company evolve, modernize, and you know in the whole mess of digital transformation really helping evolving their, you know, we call it legacy code, but the application that they're using to run their business. Um, and I'm quite proud to say that I'm actually covering Canada. So there's a few key markets, of course, for me. Uh, but um, so working with customers to and helping them along is very different things. It's not the same one package so box solution. It's really, really having these conversations, understanding where they are on that, kind of path, even if they don't really know where they are at that path, at that journey, and then helping them along uh, to make sure they achieve the results and, you know, helping them to get there as soon as they can. Yeah, that's fantastic. And for, for our listeners who are, who are dialed into this, talk to us a little bit about, because you're a practitioner, you're, you, you, you're actually out there selling, you're, you're selling to enterprise. Yep. What are the size of the deals that you construct and put together? So, so very good question. Some of them are more uh, tactical, I'll say, you know, typical software solution. It'll be 30,000, 45, 50,000, depending on the number of users or exactly what a customer wants to do. Others are extremely large, uh, you know, three-year projects in the millions of dollars. Yeah. So these, of course, so it's quite, it's quite different depending on what you're dealing with the customer. And I have to admit, that's one of the things I really like about, uh, I'll say that job. And, in, you know, in being, I'll say in sales, it's is that variety, not having to do always the same thing every day. But as you're meeting a new customer, learning what they're doing and how they're looking at things, you have the opportunity of, uh, you know, adapting and proposing something new. Yeah. And you're one of the top performers in your company. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny we could say that despite uh, you know the crazy year in 2020, I was able to excel. We were able to you know close some of those large deals. Uh, of course, uh, a deals in the millions of dollars doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It wasn't the making. It, it was over uh, a year in sales cycle. So a lot of work, definitely, and not just for me. It's a team, definitely, for these kind of efforts. Uh, but yes, quite proud to say it was quite a year. Tell us how long, like how long have you been in the position where you've been one of the top contributors in the company? So I haven't been that long with, uh, with, uh, with Fresh. You know, it's been almost four years now. Uh, you know, after the ramp up period and able, being able to, to learn. And I think when I, while I'm thinking, you're making me think a little bit by, uh, by my career, the different, you know, different roles I had. Uh, I think my 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 openness to actually always learn something new is what really kind of made a difference as to me growing as a sales professional and being able to uh, to deliver these results, uh, you know, uh, sales wise with my organization. Yeah, because it's a, it's an interesting like thought because we, you know, I think for anyone that's in sales or the ones that really want to try to be that 1% better each time and, and produce better results. They're always looking for ways in which we can do things differently. I think what's great about you is you're actively in the role right now. You're constructing some serious deals. Um, yep. Tell us a bit about like what's a day in the life look like for you and, you know, how do you get these deals going in your pipeline? Yep. Yeah. So, so you, you said it well, you know, so I, to me, in my mind, it's persistence. And my recipe, I'll call it like that. So 
every morning, you know, first thing I do, I start my computer, okay, right, I look at my emails, but two minutes later, I open my CRM, and in my face, I've put the series of tasks I need to do. Every day, I've committed myself to say, Danielle, if you said you need to call this guy this day, hey, are you doing this? Hey, look, you've passed that date. What have you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of thing. That that persistence that I think is one of the of one of the ways that I've been able to deliver, like, like, like we were talking a little bit more. Yeah. So I really use the tools I have and the tools of the trade, you know, and, and the CRM is a key tool, I think, for any sales professional, where you say, okay. I've spoken to this guy. I've noticed this information. What's my next action? What what do I need to do to bring him to the next step? And then I commit myself to say, okay, when that next step happens, it shows up in my my CRM, I will uh, act upon it. It's interesting, right? Because I I had a conversation only yesterday with with a couple of sales pros who we're essentially really complaining about the administration that's got to go with, with, with the CRM and how it's a barrier, but your mindset on it is, this is not a barrier. This is a tool that I need to use to drive performance. Yeah. So you have a real, you know, focused mindset where you're seeing this as a positive, not a negative. But, and even better, I, I use it to build a relationship. So let's say you tell me, oh, Danielle, you're what? Yeah, 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 this and that. Oh, and by the way, uh, this is my wife's birthday uh, next week. So I will write this, that stuff in the CRM, and then I'll record it, and then I'll totally forget about it. Because I cannot keep in mind all the people I'm trying to reach out in a day, right? As you said, I mean, so some of the people I might talk to next week, in a year from now, might buy $2 million out of me. So it's a long process. I need to build all that. I need to talk about this. I, need to, I can't remember everything. So I do. So if you look at one of my entries, you see the history. Mm. So, and I, and I personally also think it brings a lot of value to my employer because if I get hit by a bus next week, they could actually see the history over there. Mm. But totally just for me, I do it just for me to first. So I say, hey, next week, I say, oh, and how was that party for your wife or stuff like that for her birthday? And I'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks for asking, et cetera, et cetera. It's happened to me so many times. I, I'm even amazed till today that it works. But I, and I, it's, it's, I mean, I would not be able to deliver without a CRM. Yeah. So it's, it's funny, you know, the comments from other, uh, you know, people you're talking to, they were mentioning things. Because we, we've heard it before, right? We always, we, we would have heard it. Um, people will, will, will see potentially either something as a barrier or something as a, as something, you know, that's an enabler. Yeah. But talk to us. You talk about that recipe, right? So you're putting your, your recipe together for success to achieve your target this year. And, and I've had the pleasure of coaching you, mate, and working with you and seeing, you know, how diligent you are in building your sales plan. But what are some of the other ingredients that you've got on your, on your sales bench, mate, that you're starting to put together? So you talk about persistency and the fact that you're using tools to enable success. What are some of the other so, ingredients? Yeah, another thing that's really important is already on the prospecting side. So, I'll, 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 you know, when you do close so those, those nice, important deals or, you know, maybe in smaller ones, you have a certain volume in your pipeline. Well, that's great news, but I'll ask for a day. 
Because the next day you look at your pipeline, you say, whoa, I have X less deal in my pipeline. It's the sad story. And <laughs> I had a CEO, you know, that would drop to me every day. Like I said, my sales cycles were pretty long. Every day say, so, what are you close today? It was it was a bit of a joke, but it was still a bit of a serious question. So, you know, you have to be able to, so you have to have that on mind all the time. So, uh, you know, it's very interesting. And, you know, I was mentioning rapidly, you know, the, the, the pandemic and everything. But so how do you reach out to customers now? And uh, I was sharing with you and you actually kind of, uh, of course, helped me along there. But uh, about doing some video emails, mm. I really think that communicating through video is one of the great way to create rapport. You know, you know, when you send out these emails and stuff like that, it's like, oh, OK, here's the typical uh, used car salesman that's trying to reach to me again. Yeah. No, 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 no. Having that personal touch and having that video, I think, will create and say, oh, look at that. He actually seems not too bad of a guy for a sales rep. <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, so I think that's one of the tools really I, I'm starting to leverage. So that's interesting. And, and, I, and I mentioned it, the consistency. So, you know, uh, you don't have a choice. You need to be thinking about prospecting every day. You need to put it in your agenda. You need to. And some days are tough. Some days are tough because, of course, when you have some, I'll say, success in your prospecting, great news, you want to drop everything and bring now that opportunity all along to closing. That's, that's where the magic finally happens. But you need to go back. You need to go back. And like I said, I, when, you know, I had that success, I was talking about, I said, okay, you know what? This is amazing, but I need to really make sure I focus more even on prospecting because I need to fill the back up. Uh, this is great. There's a couple of things that I've heard, right? And I'm going to want to dive into this a bit further because you're talking about, hey, you're closing million dollar sales, but you're also cognizant that the pipeline gets reduced when that happens. And so you've got to make prospecting an absolute non-negotiable. And yeah. you own that part of the role. You don't hand that to anybody else. So, so, so that's interesting. So Fresh is, is a very nice organization. Yes, we have some biz dev people that are here to help us along. But then again, I think, I think if you really want to have success, and, and that's, you know, any day I get one of those leads, I jump on it. That's where I'm so happy. But you have to be, you have to realize at one point that you have to take charge of the responsibility for that. Yeah. Because seriously, and I like the guys who are, I love the guys who are doing this right now, but the SDRs, can, can they really have a million dollar conversation with, you know, a, an executive or somebody that's really looking for that kind of stuff? I'm not sure it's their role, seriously. So uh, it, I, I, it's, it's, you know, it's clear to me it's part of my responsibility to, for me to get to the success I want to have, I need to be, to be part of that. Yeah. And that's your mindset, right? That's a non-negotiable. No, exactly. No, absolutely. And, and let's be honest, we'd all love to have all these deals just fall on our lap and say, wow, look at this. Uh, no, and that's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> And so, okay, so this is good. Like we're getting that recipe together. We've got persistence, use the tools that, of the trade. The other thing that you're doing that I heard, because you're adopting things like video prospecting and taking note of birthdays and all that stuff, the relationship I'm hearing for you is paramount 
in building long-term sustainable pipeline. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and it's funny, you're making me think, and I was having a conversation with a, a customer. Uh, it was a long sales cycle, and now we're in more project modes. Of course, that's no longer my role. And like any sizable project, you know, there's a ramp up, there's some bumps around the road and stuff like that. But just to illustrate, we were chatting about stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And then he told me, oh, you know what, Danielle, you know, I really trust you. So when he said these words, it shows that the time I took for these birthday or whatever, which is, you know, not the main stuff, part of what we're doing, but the building that report and that trust, and it, it does not happen overnight. You have to, I think, give yourself the time to be able to build it properly, which means that at the end, the customer will say, you know what, when this guy talks, okay, I, I can trust that. And, you know, you can have contracts, you could have engagement, you can have whatever. If you have your trust, it's much more important. You will resolve whatever issues or whatever you need, bumps you need to go through to get to your uh, objective uh, the right way. So uh, that really struck me. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, in a world of technology and a world of scalable automation, we're sometimes forgetting how important the human touch is in that sales yep. process, you know, and yep. you've just spoken about something absolutely paramount. There's got to be a level of trust between the buyer, especially they're parting with, with you millions of dollars, right? <laughs> this is a material investment that they're making into their systems. And yep. it's not a decision they've got to, t they're taking lightly. So they're putting a lot of trust in the solution yep. that you're advocating to them. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, and, uh, and that's it. And, and I think it's true, like that working with them and building that to be able to, yeah, that, that, makes, that makes a difference. And that's, I think, why the customer at the end makes what needs to be happen for his design, right? Millions of dollars, a lot of people gets involved left and right and stuff like that. So, mm. no, definitely. And in your experience, where have you seen, and we'll go back to the ingredients at the moment, but where have you seen deals go wrong and what, what did you learn from that process? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a good one. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really interesting because uh, I'm thinking of one deal. It was another company and stuff like that. So the owners were three brothers, short story, right? And I'm getting with that trust. At one point, it's a private company. They provide me with their financial statements. Okay, they've They've opened up, they've raised, you know, I'm looking behind the skirt now. It's like everything's there. Yeah. So I'm saying, okay, I've got it. But then I was I was focusing mainly on the brother that was the CEO. And then another one, I, I didn't focus enough on everybody around the table. And then after the day were closed, you know, the, the doors were closed and everything, the younger brother said, I'm not sure. And he swayed everything to the side. And still today, I'm talking years later. I mean, I, I, I'm still here feeling a little bit of pain. So, so, so you have to make sure, and it's, it seems easy and it seems obvious, but I'll say even today, you know, you build some rapport with some people, ah, it's going good. You like it. It's not, it's not just, you know, that trust is building, you can see it, and you like that interaction. Well, don't forget, make sure, take the time, talk to the other we all know, we see, you know, the statistics, seven people getting involved, blah, blah, blah. 
take the time to make sure you build some relationship with the other people. Raise again that trust. So because when they are behind closed doors and you're not around anymore, uh, the feeling will be the same. Okay. What was a deal worth? Like, cause I've had those, right? I've had those. I still, I can still <laughs> feel them going. I had it. I had my hands on it and yes. my own need to rush it, you know, impacted the sale. What, what was that worth? Uh, about a million, half a million. Sorry. And you know, you, you talk about it, right? But that, that consensus, and this is not just in, you know, 500,000 or million, this is in even smaller deals, right? But that consensus within an organization, especially now when, you know, spend for businesses, people are, they're watching every dollar they spend, right? So oh, yeah. even now oh, yes. it's even more important that that consensus in the decision-making process is key, having key, everybody on board. And you have to be careful because like I say to you, even today, sometimes I make the mistake of not, okay, now no, no, go back to this guy that you don't like, as much. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> I found early in my career, you know, and I've got that deal. I've had that deal that went, it was a million dollar deal for me. I was in my mid twenties and <sighs> yeah. it was my personality that lost it. It wasn't my sales skills. It was my personality. It was, I was an you know expressive big picture thinker. He was a highly analytical driver. I didn't give him yeah. the detail he wanted. I already had the contract signed from CEO and, and, and HR and, yeah. We just got we just got at each other's throats, and he wasn't getting what he needed. I didn't adapt my style, and it all it went sour. And it was the you know the biggest learning of my career. It shaped my career. Um, it took yeah. me a while to realize the learning, but I think you know that's a, it's one of the things, right? When when we when we look back, um, it, the importance of that consensus and the importance of giving it time, and but. I want to ask you because when you've got lots of deals in your pipeline, you can allow the time that you know these deals need to get to that point of decision. Yep. So how important is it that you've got multiple deals at any given time and you're not just relying on one or two? And, and, and I mean, we've all heard the stories, but there's only one time to close a deal and it's when the customer's ready to sign. <laughs> It's unfortunate, you know, all these hacks and let's put the pressure, we'll put, oh, yeah, the discount only available until tomorrow. Bullshit. In three weeks from now, it's like, oh, I don't want a discount from the other time. We, we've all lived it. 100% of everybody. So, <laughs> right? So, so you have to build it. And of course, it, there's a path. So, you, I mean, that's obvious. You, you learn, okay, what's the steps, Mr. Customer? And you, you validate again. Is that still the step? step and you bring it along and then... Who knows? <laughs> Just to tell you, one of these deals I was talking was supposed to close. I mean, right at the end of, right when the pandemic hit, I swear, it was it was not days, it was minutes away <laughs> yeah. that I lost six months because, okay, nobody's fault. But on March 31st, we were negotiating. I mean, everything was approved. It was to the board to get signed. It was there. And then said, oh, there's this pandemic thing. Should we think a little? Just couldn't we wait maybe a week? And, uh, and that's what happened. Yeah. So, so, so even when you do all of that, you might still have to go, okay. Yeah. And then back again. I mean, the important time, you know, with this, the size of all it is, the important is that we did get through. 
you weren't just relying on that one deal to hit your target, no. were you? No, no, no. That's it. But okay, that's <laughs> I didn't have like twenty those either. Let's be honest. It's not. Uh, I mean, uh, let's be honest. So uh, it was still an important one, and definitely. But uh, I had other deals, of course, and uh, I kept on working on, and I was able to close also during the year. So, uh, and you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice because any of those deals could be delayed anytime for whatever reason. Yeah. So your 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 strategy to mitigate risk is ensuring you've got more deals coming through that pipeline. Yep, exactly. And yeah. back to that to that persistence and saying, okay, yep, let's go. Okay, still reach out to new people and uh, uh, maintain the relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I don't know, like, if you know, you've got some listeners on the show going, I want to get bigger deals. I want to produce more. What's a piece of advice you could give them that would help them? So actually, it's quite obvious, but I'll say, you know, I'll say go on top. But what I mean by that doesn't mean the CEO of every company, but go to the, where the people take the decisions. I mean, and I've done it, eh? I'm not better than anybody. I'm very honest. You, it's easier to reach out in lower ranks and then you realize, oh, yeah, yeah, and you have these conversations that are kind of going nowhere. Yeah. You have to, and it's, you know, it takes a while to, I'll say, uh, be comfortable really with it, but you need to say, listen, I'm trying to call this, in my case, we call them CIOs, okay? I'm trying to call him to help. He has these problems. It's impossible. So that's why I'm trying to reach out to him to have that conversation to try to help and say, listen, I think I can really help. And that's the only reason I'm being obnoxious because I, I talk to some colleagues, some friends, and they say, oh, my God, I would never be that, do that. Well, I'm not trying to steal time from them on, you know, that's it. I'm really just trying to help. And, and that's the basis of why I keep at it and call again <laughs> and not being, you know, getting no replies and stuff like that. It's part of the... Uh, so this is great. So we've got some incredible ingredients that you've used or you used to build success. And I'm just going to go back and repeat them. So we've got use the tools of the trade, be persistent, yes. right? Own the prospecting part of the process. Yes. Build relationships yes. and essentially elevate the conversation to the highest point that you can so that you know, you can get the deal going and you can ultimately, you know, that you're there to help and fix some problems. So that's the sort of ingredients that you follow that's given you incredible success in your career. Yeah. And, and I would add one more thing. I think I'll mention it briefly. Always be ready to learn. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right? Yeah. So it's because, because, I mean, okay, I mean, the, the world is changing all the time. We all know it. We all lived it. We live great, up, whatever, changes almost every day. So you have to be open to say, okay, can I learn anything that could tweak, add something when, you know, to my set of tools, how I approach it. And I don't know, I think that makes a big, big, big difference as you evolve and you making sure you stay connected to how you can reach out to customers and help yeah, them. So always be learning. And mate, if you had to go back and do it all over again, you had to start your sales career again, you know, what's one thing you would tell yourself that you need to do to be successful in sales? Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, 
you know, I, I, you know what? I would think I would say, trust yourself more. <laughs> Meaning, when I started in all of this, I said, okay, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, I'm a new guy. And, oh, look at these guys. They must know what they're doing. So I would kind of follow along and say, oh, really? I, couldn't they do we do it a little bit better kind of thing? And like I said, I was eager to learn. I was eager to, to try to see how it could. And, of course, we all have our own recipes, the way the people we are, right? So you have to adapt that stuff. But I would say, try, and at one point I said, you know what? Hey, I'm, as, I'm not a man. I, I'm not, I, I said, okay, I do this as well, I think, as they did. They did. And that kind of changed it for me, I think. Yeah, fantastic. So trust <laughs> yourself. That's really good advice, you know. I yeah. think that accounts for everyone. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your career. Just trust yourself, you know. Trust your gut, which is fantastic. Well, mate, I've, I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed this chat. But before we wrap up, where can our listeners engage and find a bit more about you? So I guess the easiest way is actually on LinkedIn, of course. Um, so I have my profile in there. Actually, it's uh, I managed to have my, my own name, but maybe you could include the, the link. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's pretty um, fair when I'm with my name, so fantastic. easy to do. And those basically can reach out if people have questions or suggestions. I'm always open. Like I say, uh, despite, you know, on one end you think, oh, wow, this was great. This guy had a great year. Well, I still have the pain of some of those deals. <laughs> <laughs> We're not as extreme, let's say. So um, anyways, I think, I'm, you know, it's important to stay humble and, Yep, then you have to fill that pipeline every day. Yeah, and I suppose that's what makes you, you know, so good at what you do because you've got that mentality of always be learning. And, uh, you know, I've seen firsthand, you know, through the coaching and the training that we've been doing together, um, how Mm. much you embrace the learning aspect and you have no fear in executing. You just get out there, you have a growth mindset. So I just want to say, mate, I've had a lot of pleasure in working with you this, uh, this past, you know, period of time, mate. So I want to thank you for coming on the Sales IQ podcast. I think our listeners um, have a lot of value to take from this conversation because you're out there doing it. You're executing. You're not, uh, you know, there with a philosophical view. You're actually doing it. You're constructing deals. You're losing deals. You're building relationships. So I want to say thanks, mate, for what you've helped me, teach me, um, and I look forward to working with you this year, mate. Well, thank you so much again for having me. It's been you know, great chatting with you for sure. And I really appreciate it while you just said it. I really appreciated what you shared with us and all the coaching and everything. Uh, I, I really love the fact that it's so grounded in selling in 2021, right? It's not, oh, theory, like I said, it's on the ground. And like you said, I like to, you know, I'm on the ground and I hit the road and I, you know, you have to be there and execute. So I really appreciated that for sure. Fantastic. 